Hello. Welcome Hello. to the zone, Spencer. I Hi, believe Angie. that you are in the zone. I am right now. What does it feel like being in the zone? Feels great. I'm uh, recording a podcast with my fiance. And Hell we're yeah. Going to, we're going to talk a lot about uh, some of the funnier moments from our relationship, I believe. Yes. So, uh, I got. I'm, I, I love how I'm already trying to run this like it's one of my shows. I'm just <laughs> taking over. But, um, yeah, what, right. uh, what's one of your favorite uh, stories from the almost from the over two years that we've been dating? I have a lot of stories that I'm thinking of right now, but my mind is in the gutter. A lot of them are risque. All right. Well, <laughs> you go first. I actually don't have one off the top of my head. I did when I pitched this, but uh, I want to hear hear one of your favorites first, and I might think of one. Uh, one of my one not necessarily one of my favorites, but do you remember when I? <laughs> Do you remember when I just had like a mi mild psychotic break at one point and I just decide I, I overheard some, some like sounds from your fireplace and I was like, oh, my God, the entire house is about to blow up. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. And I do remember I had work the next day. So it was just like, the house isn't going to burn down, dear. And you're like, it, it, it probably will, though. And I'm like, no, it's no, it's not. If, if it does, it'll go beat going into the fucking kitchen tomorrow. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that was one such moment. But that was that was a uh, a more, I think. I don't know. That wasn't as like funny of a moment as some of the other. I don't know. Like I, I, I really do think that the people who make that show love on the spectrum. I mean, I haven't watched that, but yeah. I assume that we would be a perfect fit because we'd just be kind of doing like that autism, like parallel play thing all the time, basically. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I, I don't know. I'm like editing shit on my computer and you're on your computer and occasionally like just yank your headphones off to talk to you about something. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the defining one of the defining moments of our relationship is of course the first time that um I came over after you got the podcast. Yeah. And I locked I didn't lock you in the basement, but I politely asked you to leave my room and go down to the basement. So yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't uh interrupt my recording my family guy podcast yes i i would have i would have i would have been so autistic had you not asked me to do that probably yeah yeah that's why i had to lock you down there that's why i had to make <laughs> it so so i didn't make it so you couldn't uh you know loudly ask me while in the middle of doing like a uh, riffing with my friends hey spencer can you listen to this microtonal polyphony i made or some bullshit and i'm like no i can't because i'm recording something ah. <laughs> you're fucking you're fucking me up worse than ty okay. already does on my show I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't interrupt you with that to be fair what would you interrupt me with i'd probably interrupt you with 
a half-hearted attempt to riff on something that I couldn't hear. <laughs> that would be that would be a fun episode, I think. It was like everyone I mean, Leo already did this on his show, kind of, but like one person can't hear another person. So like they're trying to keep up like live on air, just trying to go like, yeah, yeah, uh, the the cop does start break dancing here or something like that. And just see how see how well they can fucking <laughs> roll along with the way the conversation goes. I think I think that would be really fun. I think to do that on my show. That'd be really funny. That'd be funny to do yeah. that to Andy. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh man, no. There's a there's a lot. I think one one I really like is when I don't know. I was talking with Patrick on uh, on fucking Discord, and we were just talking about like some bullshit or whatever. And you walked in, and uh, you just like talked to Patrick about like hentai for like an hour. You you were just like explaining to him why they do the pixelation shit and why mm-hmm. fucking Lollicon is so popular over there because of that. You were just like yeah. going on and on and on, and Patrick was like, "The damn, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." I think he was like specifically very interested in like the tentacle stuff. I did I mention like the ukiyo a backgrounds? Ukiyo a backgrounds? No, ah, uh, because because that is like. That the, the, there, there's that one ukiyo-e engraving titled "The Fisherman's Wife." I think, yeah, I think you might have brought that up. In oh, fact, shit. yeah. Look, I think I remember in one of my classes at Emerson. Um, in one of the classes, it was on Asian cinema. The teacher put up that carving on like the board, <laughs> like put up a photo of it, and oh was God. talking about it. And that's already like not great. But then this one student, like, kind of half-heartedly asked, like, um. So in Japan, why are they so into, um, well, uh, never mind. And the teacher was like, no, no, keep going, keep going. And then he was like, nah, it's all good. And that just went back and forth for like two oh minutes. God. I was just sitting <laughs> in my desk, just like screaming internally, just like, for the love of fucking God, just please stop. Like, please just ask the question. Just get it over with. And this went on for so long. It was agonizing. Oh god, that reminds that reminds me of when I was when I was at school and this one kid I was friends with uh decided that he was going to go up to the computer and he was like, "Can I play a s- song for the class?" and the teach and the teacher who was like the gym teacher who was subbing um was just like, "Uh sure, go ahead." Um this kid just played this Nyaner song and the gym teacher like <laughs> 15 seconds in perked up and then he heard like a few specific words and he was like, is this song about hentai? <laughs> really fucking loud. Yeah. People who yeah, are like really, really into fucking anime in high school were incredibly brave. Yeah, one of, one of my... Yeah, I remember having a fucking conversation with him where I was, like, talking about, like, the Kabbalah because he spotted that I had a p- copy of Prometheus Rising. <laughs> that I'm talking... The, the teacher, I mean. And I was like, oh, well, the Ein Sof. And he was like, the Ein Sof? And I was like, oh, the Ein Sof. And he's like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like... <laughs> 
you ever you ever just have that one teacher who's uh, who's teaches gym and he's like really into Kabbalah? <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered one of my favorite like little stories is uh, when we were watching. This must have been like the second or third time we ever hung out, and uh, we watched South Park and we watched the Tourette's episode. And yeah. like, there's the scene where fucking Kyle is in the group uh, with all of mm -hmm. the like kids who have Tourette's syndrome, and there's this one girl that like snaps her fingers and twitches her head a little bit, and I just like looked at you and said, "That's just you. That's just, <laughs> that's just you, right?" There. Yeah, and it is. I had to rewatch the episode today, and that's literally just you, basically. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other, the other, I think if I had to describe like a fictional character that best represents you, I don't know if any of your audience has seen A New Leaf, but Elaine May's character yeah. in that, like Angie acts like that, especially <laughs> like early on in our relationship, like you, you, you acted like very, very just like, like Elaine May just like dropping teapots all over the floor and stuff in that movie. Yeah, you showed me that clip, you showed me that clip where just like the main character just like sees her like dropping shit and goes oh my god she's perfect i need her yeah <laughs> and in that That's it's because he wants to kill you. her but in this case i'm like i love it when woman can't hold shit properly or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah no they should really have us on the fucking show so we can we can like have a very nice relationship that seems like on the outside to most people just like we're completely fucking insane <laughs> yeah oh man is there any others that you can think of if it's too risque we can just like cut it out uh not not really not really that i can think of off the top of my head mm. fair enough i i do think i i do think it is kind of funny just like whenever we're cooking and I'm just moving in multiple directions and you'll be standing there looking looking at something. So I'll be like, uh, darling, and I'll just like grab your arm and like pull you to the side for a second. <laughs> yeah, when I'm cooking, I get in just the, like the fucking zone and I just turn into like you know gordon ramsay or whatever just start like screaming at bullshit like if i if i just like mess even something slightly up i just go completely berserk in my mind yeah. i don't like take it out but like in my head i'm just like just like screeching like rain man like if i just like over sauce pasta or something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I remember one time we were making like salmon and i like dropped a, like i don't know like uh like the flower bag fell over and you like jumped like a cat because flour is very technically combustible. Yeah. <laughs> so you leapt like you leapt like you were like you were a dog and I had just gotten the vacuum cleaner out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Would cook cooking with other people is like both really fun except like if things start to go wrong then it's like it, it shit just turns into like hell's kitchen thankfully it doesn't go wrong yeah yeah much, it's, but... it, yeah it's just like you're going like and then like someone gets in the way and like ah! <laughs> no i 
I fucking I just remembered um another one of my favorites is when we were hanging out with my friend in Northern Virginia and you just started like explaining to him this guy you'd met like yesterday you just started explaining like 9/11 truth shit to him and he was just like <laughs> all right makes sense yeah yeah all right fair enough <laughs> uh, remember when, when remember when we were walking around and i just like pointed at random things so i was i just pointed at random things so i was just like yeah this is connecticut <laughs> we do kind of have the thing where like we have the separate like reactions whenever we're walking around. Like you'll just see like a cool sticker and then stare at it for three, three <laughs> minutes. And then I'm just like very like, I want to go here and I want to go back. Like whenever going into fucking seven 11, like I'm just like, I'm just getting like milk or whatever. Then you'll see like a poster of like, you know, Andre, the giant has a posse or whatever. And you'll just look at it for like two minutes. And I'll just be kind of oh, yeah. quietly pacing around. It's, just being it's like, like in part, because like a lot of that stuff is like kind of exotic to me. Mm. Yeah, you're from you're from sleepy Connecticut, and I'm from a uh, a big city of Richmond, Virginia, the, the, <laughs> the massive town that's definitely not just like like extreme discount Philadelphia. Yeah, remember remember <laughs> remember when remember when I, we were just like in New York for a bit, and I was just like pointing out. Does this fucking is this a fucking quote on some random ad? I don't remember that, but I do remember when you were walking around with Hessa and you were late. You were almost late to something because uh, <laughs> you were like chatting with like the guy who ran a coffee shop about like classical music not like it not even necessarily like chatting with him but you just heard like classical music and then you're like oh oh is this uh is this contemporary classical and then the guy at the coffee well, i was shop specifically and... asking if it was serialist it was the guy who owns a coffee shop since he's a fucking small business owner was like yeah i just googled like music with <laughs> violins and this is the first result on you <laughs> and then you're just explaining to this random fucking new yorker just like yeah, this is what a uh, twelve tone. This is what twelve tone serialism is, and this is what equal temperament is. And then like, Hess is fucking just dragging you out of there. It's like, come on, Angie, we got a movie to catch. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm roasting you too much. This might give the wrong impression of the uh, of the podcast. I I just I I turn into uh, I get mean whenever I'm recording. You should fire back at me if there's any like very autistic stuff i do since i do a lot i'm just i'm just uh i've been uh raised in the trial by fire so i'm a little bit better about masking it oh yeah i remember i remember one time i remember one time that we were just hanging out and you were like okay so i'm going we were hanging out in like a cafe and you were like okay so i got some shrooms and i was like darling and <laughs> yeah, and then you just like hung your head because you were like, "Oh God damn it, I didn't realize how loud I said that. I never know how loud I am whenever I'm like walking around or like whenever yeah. I'm talking, like you know how some people have like uh like some autistic people walk around on the balls of their feet i yeah. I am like the opposite. I am like a heel plant stomper. This is something mm -hmm. my fucking grandfather had, like. Uh, God bless his soul. I remember whenever I was at his house, 
I would just hear like stomps from upstairs and just a bunch of like change jingling around in his pockets. <laughs> which is like stomp, 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 jingle, jingle. And he would be like whistling too. <laughs> it was like a French waiter. It was. It's, it's always, I learned everything from him. It's always so cool when autism, the autism just like skips a generation or two. Yeah, yeah. My 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 like mom and dad I think mostly just got like the OCD stuff and then like I I got I got the uh, autism uh from my grandparents. My gr- other grandfather, he would like I never picked up that this was an autism thing until like pretty recently, but I just remember he would like and he was fully retired and every day he would go down to the basement turn on the TV and go on some like stock channel and just like take notes on stocks for the entire day. <laughs> like post post retirement, that was like his nine to five thing was just like, yeah, I'm going to write down stock numbers every day, did which is like, fucking cool as hell, by the way. Yeah. Did he like actually trade though? I don't think so. I, I would have <laughs> to ask my parents. I don't think he traded. I think he just like, just had reams and notes about like what the fucking stocks were doing. And you know, I, I myself as a kid didn't think this was like abnormal. So I was just like, yeah, you know, you, uh, this is just what my <laughs> grandfather does, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely picked up my love of spreadsheets and lists and numbers from him. Yeah. My great grandfather, um, my grandmother would always tell me, she'd just walk in and see him and be like hey dad and he'd be like no hold on i'm working on i'm working uh and he'd just be like moving around a bunch of like metal filings (laughs) (laughs) like he he was like an electric he was like an electric electronic engineer like an electrical and electronic engineer um so like it's completely reasonable that he'd just be like shuffling around a whole bunch of filings and wire and whatnot, but like he'd just be doing this like for days on end. I'm working on something. Hold on. I I remember I just remembered from last summer, I think, I walked home and uh from like I walked home from my kitchen job and from the library or from like the living room mm-hmm. uh they're just cardiacs was just blasting from the fucking living room they just look at my dad my dad just gives me a look and i was i was just like has angie been talking your ear off about cardiacs and then my dad just nodded and you were there like explaining like all of the fucking music theory stuff behind <laughs> this clown circus sounding song <laughs> Yeah, I was. If I recall correctly, I was playing "Sing to God" for him. Yeah, probably something off "Sing to God," and then yeah, I think I, I immediately, I immediately covered for you because I sat down and then I put uh, "Red" by King Crimson on the record player, and then I made yeah. you listen to the entire thing. Yeah, good album, by the way. Fucking good album. That's like that might be like my favorite album. That there's like there's like I, four or five albums that are strong contenders for that position, and Red's one of them. I do want to say, just for the record, that um, he had mentioned to me that he had just only begun to like 100 Gex and understand what they were doing. (laughs) And he was like, this is like a little out there compared to that. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah like i had trouble i had trouble getting my dad into like car seat headrest and then back when i like was still like a fan of car seat headrest like i had trouble with that and then you were just here playing fucking like eden on the air or something yeah or just like car, car, seat head, car seat headrest is like that's an interesting one because like i could like get my mother to enjoy that pretty easily it's so funny that like i mean my dad excluded it's so funny that like just adult like you can play car seat headrest and car seat headrest is just like this weepy willowy guy who's a furry and gay and all of his songs are about being like yeah. a sad little gay furry and you can just play it for like your friend's dad and he'll just be like yeah this sounds like rem i love this <laughs> yeah i yeah. remember i remember playing uh jeff rosenstock's worry for my mother once and she was like like halfway through the song and she was like darling this is green day <laughs> it's like I've, I've called it i've called jeff rosenstock uh it's music for recovering green day fans because <laughs> if you like if you like most gay teenagers from a certain age group had a green day face when you were younger but can't really dip your toes into that pool anymore for whatever reason either because they haven't made good music since the Bush administration or because they, um, you just, it reminds you too much of your youth. Jeff Rosenstock's the perfect music for you because it, it like, it, it's, it's music that like the pop punk part of your brain will like, like jump for joy at, but it's still, it's like smarter and more musically complex and socially yeah, conscious, yeah. I guess. Don't want to be an American idiot. I remember we were jamming to a Jeff Rosenstock song in the basement and uh, we, we were like, so I was, we were like looking through the chords and we were surprised. Like there's like a diminished chord in this song. Like there's, yeah, there's like extended chords and like sharp nines in this since, you know, it's fucking, it's punk rock. You don't expect it to have anything more than like D A G D A G D A G over and over again. Yeah. Are you using like fucking German notation? No, because H H is a chord. I said D A G. In... Oh, D A. <laughs> I like how rather than like this is another thing. It's kind of indicative of our, our our relationship, I guess. Is you hear me say something, and rather than jump to like, oh, I probably just misheard him. It's like, oh, were you speaking Aramaic? Were you, were you were you conversing were you conversing fluently in this language you don't know at all uh, well well it's not like that hard to figure especially given like you know when someone says like the bach motif for motif for instance or like the dsch motif for instance like mm. that's using like german music notation and people still say like b-a-c-h or d-s-c-h even if they're like talking even if they're not from like a german sphere country mm. yeah that figures but yeah th that's just kind of what being schizotypal is about though it's just like you hear you hear something that could be misinterpreted and you're like oh huh i can't believe that i just heard something from mars <laughs> yep exactly or 
day uh you hear a fireplace in an old house making a slight hissing noise and it's like well government's here to blow up a house that's just <laughs> the only only logical explanation <laughs> yeah you'll, yeah you'll just be like darling i need some eggs and then you're you're just start worrying about your fertility yep something like that oh man what um what else is there? You'll have to cut out all of my. That's what. That's a. That's a, if you listen to any of my shows, one of the secrets is that I, I cannot fucking form a sentence for the life of me. Like even though I'm yeah. pretty fast on the draw for riffing or whatever, and I like to think I have decent insights. I like. I just. I cannot form a sentence that isn't filled to the brim with like and uh and yeah like there's just bullshit like that and it's me neither it's my editor's job or my job on the ones i edit to just trim it down and make it sound like i'm a fucking fluent speaker and i like how whenever i try and talk without using the like and uh stuff i just cannot fucking speak like there was this one evening where i was just talking to myself because that's something i fucking do uh do you talk to yourself at all me yeah sometimes okay since i talk to myself quite a lot which and you've probably overheard me doing it before and i i just tried to see if i could do it without using the like or uh or like just all these fucking filler words and I just couldn't speak. Like, I just yeah, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't fucking do it. My brain would just short circuit like a fucking, like a, like a fucking cartoon car. So. You've seen me typing, right? Yeah. Where, where, is it the thing where it's like you, you'll type for like 25 minutes and then the text will be like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, well, what I do is whenever I types tons, type something out, I'll just like, I'll just like, my brain will just default to like certain word configurations. I'll just type like, uh, have you ever been to I'm gay? Or then I'll just back up and de- like delete the I'm gay. And then I'll be like, have you ever been to uh, the world where homosexuality is gay and everyone's having gay sex? I'll just like types shit out like that just like stuff relating to being gay or israeli or something because that's (laughs) all my brain can think of and then i'll just delete that and i'll 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 type that out and delete it like 20 times before like ending up with like a two sentence tweet or something yeah what uh you do that in real life too sometimes like i'll be reading a book on the couch and then you'll just be like hey spencer are we gay and i'm like what like, are we gay homosexuals who have gay sex? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Trying to fucking read. <laughs> By the way, I'm not cutting any of your uh, filler words out. I am going to cut out my own vocal tics and coughs. That's it. That's more than fair. You can. I'm putting you on blast here, so feel free to put me on blast. I hope. It, it, I hope totally whoever listens. <laughs> I hope whoever listens to us gets the impression that, like, we fucking hate each other and that we're just, like, at each other's throats <laughs> passive-aggressively. And not the fact that we just, we're not just, like, an old married couple or whatever. Just, <laughs> just like, making fun of each other very politely. Yeah, we're, like, 
We're just like an old eccentric married couple. Yeah. Where the wife collects like cuckoo clocks and the husband has like a model train in the basement. Like that type of that type of relationship. Yeah. We're just like we're just like, oh Maud, you gotta see the new train tracks, and I'll just be like, Oh you and your trains, you're always looking past me. And <laughs> I won't be serious. Yeah. I should get into model trains. I think that that's gonna be like that's gonna be like my final frontier. I think when I'm like ninety-eight years old, I think if I'm still <laughs> alive, then I think I gotta get into trains. And that's the perfect time. It'll just make everything make sense when I know like I could just not wake up the next day. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> well, I mean, imagine imagine if like you're 98 years old and by that point we've just developed life extension technology. And then you decide I'm going to get into model trains. And then you're just into model trains for the next thousand years. Yeah. I mean, even it doesn't even have to be like a thousand years. Like you could just we do have enough life extension that people just live to be like one fifty or something. <laughs> and that's just like <laughs> The length uh, I could be into model trains for the length of how long I've been alive right now, mm -hmm. just being just living from age 98 to age 120. That could be my model train era. I think that would be perfect for me. Imagine, like, we live in like an age of fucking life extension and like de aging technology, and I decide at like age 100. 20 to just have my scene kid face <laughs> you like, like you, yeah you looking like a like a very very elderly jewish woman and <laughs> just having like girl who's into blood on the dance floor hair would be so fucking funny <laughs> please do that actually i mean i am positing like a de-aging scenario for this so i, I probably look more like i'm like 48 yeah I mean, that would still be really funny as if we look like we're like 45 or 50 and we're 100 years old and just have that shit. God, God damn, I hope it, it just it does kind of suck how little time like 70 years is or something like not even yeah. in like, a, oh, I'm afraid of death way. It's just like I want to do a bunch of shit. And, you know, even if I have like a freakishly long life expectancy, like a lot of my uh grandmothers have it's just you know there's only so much you can do like if, if you yeah. if you're like the most voracious reader in the world you're still only going to make like a barely going to make a dent in like the literary canon even by the time you die yeah of course then again like a bunch of people in the literary canon were just like weirdos who lived until they were 29 but then just like had produced like a whole bunch of incredible uh literature before then mm. yeah and i just mean like reading everything like i i like did like I, I i a couple months ago i think i was like i tried to get like an accurate picture of how many books i think i could read before i die and i tried to make it like honest like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the fucking ted talk guy who read a book every day or whatever just uh yeah. you know if i read like uh, my current pace is basically like two books a month. To be fair, like the the guys who are like, yeah, I read a book a day, are referring to like fifty seven page like large font books that are just like 
tips for growth success strategy uh 2020 edition how to unfuck your shit 2022 and like (laughs) shit is like start out it's like it's like pearls before swine swearing yeah Yeah. no but if if i read i read like two books a month basically which isn't a good pace obviously but it's just what i have time for and Mm -hmm. uh i figure if i do that like for every fucking month for the rest of my life i'm probably not gonna crack more than like you know little over like a thousand more books or something which isn't a lot when you really think about yeah. it like that isn't nearly enough especially when you throw like nonfiction into the mix yeah i don't know it's just it's just it's i don't know it's kind of sad to think about just in a uh just in a i want to do everything type of situation or how like a lot of skills like you really do need like a at least a decent chunk of your lifetime to really master and, yeah uh, just can't do that can't really fucking do that when you have one life to live yeah imagine just like life extension becoming a thing though and you're just like you you dedicate like a huge portion of time to learning like a bunch of languages but then just like in 200 years time they're just fucking out of date it's just like the difference between English and Middle English by that point, you're just like, God damn it. I I'd like to I'd like to use life extension technology like how I don't know, let's see. You know how when you have the speedometer on a car, you're not supposed to go all the way up to the top of the speedometer, but it's yeah. just there. I'd like to use life extension technology like that. Like use it to live to be like theoretically live to be like 200 or whatever but by the time i'm like <laughs> in the 110 range i'm like smoking a pack of cigarettes every day i'm on fucking coke uh, all my meals are red meat and just seeing like if i can just like just fucking yeah shred my body and still be alive just like turn my turn my daily existence into fucking i have no mouth and i must scream yeah, just imagine, through bad choices yeah imagine if you imagine <laughs> imagine if you fucking like get all the life extension technology and then and then like you just switch to the red meat cigarettes and alcohol diet and then just like it turns out that all of those like elderly aunts were correct and that is like the secret to doubling your life expectancy and so it just makes you live even longer at least one of those things has to be good for you. I'm just going to stake my claim on that now. Like, not all of them. Cigarettes. But I think cigarettes are probably the most likely contender. Like, I like how the lady who lived to be 120 was a smoker. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be one of those things like red wine where it's just like, yeah, you can do it a little bit and it makes you a god. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't fuck your lungs, then it just like makes your brain like that much better. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know that the the country star Waylon Jennings at like the at his peak had like a six pack a day habit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that's inhuman. Like that fuck man, how how do you how do you even have time for that? <laughs> like actually. Yeah. Was he smoking like like the most like dirt fucking cigarettes in the world that you can do in like two poles because Fuck, I remember when me and my friends were going out, uh, we wanted to smoke pot, but I know I sound like a fucking hippie now. So I was like, yeah, we wanted to smoke some doobie, but uh, no, we had a bunch of pot, but we had no means to smoke it. 
So we went out to the gas station and bought the cheapest cigarettes that we could find and hollowed them out. And then we started yeah. smoking the cigarettes anyways. And my friend got one, did it, smoked the whole thing in two poles, and then immediately keeled over and ralphed all over the grass. <laughs> oh, my God. Was he smoking like six packs of those a day? Because that that's the only way I could see that fucking happening. Yeah. Just fucking annihilating a whole bunch of those like cigarettes that are just made with extra carbon monoxide. Yeah, ones that are just like 5% polonium. <laughs> just just like so dangerous that like if you smoke one pack of them, the odds of you getting lung cancer are like 15%. <laughs> You're just annihilating six of those a day. Hey, buddy, you got any of the 30% asbestos cigs? <laughs> you got any of those uh, 35 cent a pack cigarettes at the store? You know, the ones that are like 45% sawdust? You got any of those? <laughs> I don't want any of that fucking American spirit shit. I want those. I want that. I, I want the cigarette version of weed that you sell to high schoolers. <laughs> I love. Uh, I remember my grandmother once told me that she had a patient who was in for like severe lung disease. And the reason why is because every single day she microwaved a bag of popcorn, then took it out of the microwave, ripped it open, stuck her face in, and inhaled. <laughs> <laughs> Microwaves and cell phones and vapes, I think, those are all the things that, like, in 50 years are just going to be like, yeah, those, those like, gave you, like, mega cancer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what, like, type of new thalidomide babies we have because of vapes. I'm really excited to see like, Hell yeah. just how fucked up a whole generation yeah, of people is. I can't wait to see, like, after 50 years of vaping, I, I finally grow a third limb. <laughs> yeah, we're the guinea pig. We're Zoomers, we're the guinea pig generation for a lot of shit. Like, we're the guinea pig generation for vapes, obviously. Like, we're going to do that we're also the guinea pig generation for like pornography like pornography. i mean it's i mean like it's obviously like always been around but like now you can just look at that shit whenever you want to yeah it's and it's, it's so great <laughs> hearing like stories from like people only 10 years older than you where it's just like back in my day i had to, in order to discover pornography i had to go out to the woods and find the special bag that was under the one tree yeah, I, I I think that, you know, I don't have like an anti-porn like bias inherently, but I do think that you should have to experience porn that way. Like if you're if you're no matter what yeah. age you are, I think you should have to work a little bit to get your shit, get your shit off. Like since you should have to like, I don't know, like there is like, you know, that story I think on Town of like them spending like eight hours printing out like a picture of a pussy or something using <laughs> 90s internet and it's like did you ever you gotta work for that stuff <laughs> did you ever did you ever see that one comic about like the dad discovering his son looking at hentai and so he takes him up to the attic uh to show him his collection of tijuana bibles <laughs> i have not no <laughs> uh 
I wish I could find that again because that's like one of my favorite things. I like the idea of like a father and son like exchanging that stuff. Like just <laughs> the the son like like gives his dad like a like a like a zip folder of you know all these fucking like doujinshis and uh, just hentai yeah. one shots, and then the dad like given like a cigar box full of Playboys. I'm just... Yeah, just just like being like, hey, here's a Hatsune Miku, Hatsune Miku Unicode Star Graduation 2007, and then the dad is like, well, here here's one I had about a uh, Popeye discovering walking in on Bluto and olive oil. <laughs> yeah, here's a here's a here's a, a risque drawing of the mom from For Better or For Worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's a. This is a pinup of a uh, Andrea from Foxtrot. You know, we uh, we—that's what we had to jack off to in the days. That and, uh, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit and Marge Simpson. Remember, uh, fucking remember, fucking Rebecca Sugar getting canceled when people found out that she drew joking Rule Thirty Four to get kids from Ed and Ed and Eddie. <laughs> it's being a crusader about like those drawings is like. That's got to be the funniest existence anyone can have because, yeah, like, even if you don't like buy the thing that they're just drawings or whatever, like, getting mad about like porn of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes is like, you should just take up like knitting or something. Like, uh, you should really <laughs> just not care. Like, the, the, the correct response to most of that stuff for any reasonable person is just like, that's weird. Don't, no, don't. Don't put that shit in my face. And then moving yeah. on. Yeah. Mm. No, I, uh, I I think... I think that people who are, like, into Lolicon and Shotokan... Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think Lolicon and Shotokan are, like, inherently immoral. Or, like, at least not inherently comparable to, like, actual child porn, of course. Yeah, but, obviously. Yeah. No, yeah, no shit. But... I think, like, if you're really into those, there's, like, a 98.7% chance you're a fucking freak. Not even necessarily a pedophile, just, like, something, there's just something not right about you. Yeah, it could just be, like, an emotional imbalance, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a pedophile, I just have, like, fucked up hormones. That's my real problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's still, that... Get that stuff off the screen, man. I don't I don't want to be seeing fucking Lollicon. That stuff is like consistent like just aesthetically too. Like Lollicon is like some of the just like nastiest looking shit in the world. Like I, I have the same reaction to Lollicon I imagine most women do if they saw like a Brazzers video of a woman covered in slime stretching her asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like just like what who is this for? Like what what's 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 hot about this? <laughs> yeah i got you yeah all of my podcasts descend into talking about porn eventually i think it's just it's the great like it's the great equalizer like every show i'm on we just end up talking about like porn in some way or another yeah just remembering God damn it, I forget what I was remembering. This is what all of our conversations in real life are like, by the way. Yeah, I I do remember 
there was the kid at my middle school who was weird and like looked at porn when he was like 10 and then he his little brother was even more freakish and i remember he posted his little brother's like search history on twitter as like and it was like all just like hardcore bdsm shit just like he was like an 11 year old and he was like on his ipad just looking at like fucking choking videos or whatever (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) it was just like just like hardcore really graphic fucking kink.com shit or whatever it's like this kid this kid's like has braces still in this this kid this kid's not even a fucking teenager yet yeah that's i i do think that like the the porn is gonna have some horrible untold effect on us timmy get off of vampire freaks you don't even have a real account on there you're pretending you're pretending to be a man named bradley angie yeah okay so uh one of our internets is dead and uh i think it might be angie so i'm just gonna vamp for a little bit what the fuck oh no uh, what was that? Uh, Angie's still gone. So, we'll talk about you know what music I've been listening to now that Angie's not here. Um, you know, darling, been... what are you doing? I don't know. Oh wow, what was that? What? Who? Who? Who keeps talking? It's certainly not Angie. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, I keep I can't stop fucking listening to Prefab Sprout. Obviously, um. I got. I had a been on a big city pop kick recently. I know it's like the most Reddit genre in the world, but like I, I just I cannot get enough of it right now. Okay, well, you can join. You can fucking join and talk with me about city pop. I'll let. You, I'll let you. I'll stop giving you the fucking like diary of a wimpy kid silent treatment right now. <laughs> the fuck was that? I'm sorry. That was my pet bat. By the way, I'm in, in like this apartment complex in Boston right now where there's like no soundproofing whatsoever and I think someone's practicing their violin upstairs. So That that fucking owns actually. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Although it is funny that like in every Boston apartment it's kind of a luck of a draw thing whether or not you'll mm-hmm. be like whether or not you'll be like have a chill person living next to you or you'll have someone say living under you that freaks the fuck out if you're like even slightly loud yeah <clears throat> yeah it's either it's either just like it's either just like the worst flautist in the world yeah or it's or it's the guy who's just like listens to you opening the refrigerator and going fuck yeah motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wanted to say also, like, my, my whole city pop thing is that, like, it, it is really cool that, like, all these American people are getting into it and, like, they're discovering, like, they're, like, kind of going crate digging for stuff. But, like, at the same time, like, my inner inner snob kind of kicks in whenever, like, people are like, oh, city pop, it's the greatest genre in the world. It's, like, literally every fucking, like, good, all, like 50% of good music in the pop music in the 70s and 80s was just this and the only reason people have flocked to this specific genre so much is because it's japanese and it's it's literally yeah. the fucking place japan shit and it's like just like listen to any fucking sophistipop from like england or whatever and it sounds exactly like this you don't need yeah. like 
Like I love Tatsuro Yamashita, but like he wasn't the only one doing like this kind of smooth yacht rock shit. I think people should get into like French chanson next. I think mm. people should pick French chansons like the genre that they're like, this is the best thing on the planet. I think people should listen to uh, Frere Jacques. That should be the next. <laughs> that should be the next big thing after Plastic Love. Just an oh, extended shit. remix of Frere Jacques. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Have you heard the dubstep version of Frere Jacques? <laughs> that probably fucking exists. God damn it! I yeah, I was going to search for it right now. Oh, and while you do that, I was talking about. I was talking to you about how Cruel to Be Kind by Nick Lowe sounds like like an anime opening like if you sped it up and like kind of pitched up the vocals since it uses that yep. it uses that chord progression if you if you speed it up it'll just sound like the closing credits to like a slice of life anime so i searched for cruel to be kind nightcore there was one video for it i looked at the comments and <laughs> the comments just said like just aids or whatever they were just like this is cancer i don't know why that fucking killed me <laughs> i love it when like songs people that aren't like september by earth wind and fire just like memes that aren't like fucking meme songs get night chord and you go into the comments and it's all just people like what the fuck is this this sounds sounds like fucking shit man stop it there is a flora jaca trap remix <laughs> fuck i god i remember i was it wasn't me, but my my coworker walked in to the shop one day during Christmas season, and the boss had put on uh, Jingle Bells Trap Remix. There is also a, <laughs> there is also a Farajaka dub reggae version, which I will be playing since it is on Spotify. A quick note uh, for all listening. I was about to put the Spotify uh, dub reggae for Jaka track right here, but then I realized that would make this a Spotify exclusive, and fuck that. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, that should be our outro music. Frere Jaka dub remix, or yeah, Frere Jaka dub, dub remix. Oh, man. It is, do you ever think about how, like, it's one thing to have like basic taste in music. Like I don't judge anyone. It's like, oh, I love, you know, Mutual Milk Hotel or whatever, since I like I like most of that shit too. And also like it it it's like everyone has to start somewhere and those things are popular yeah. for a reason. I don't I don't think it's productive to be like, huh, you listen to the yeah, Beatles. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then there's like people who just have no taste in music and then they're just like like Greg's mom in Diary of a Wimpy Kid just like skipping around and dancing to anything. Those people are always really funny to me for some reason. Like if you just have like, like not even like basic taste, but like no interest in music whatsoever. I don't know why yeah. it's really funny to me when people are like that. Just people you can just like put on fucking birdsome and they're like, yeah, I'm <laughs> vibing with this. Yeah. Or, or not even that, just, like, people who just, like, passively listen to, like, the radio or whatever. And, like, I don't know. There, there's just something really fascinating about someone who's tastes, like, already, like, there's no attempt to be, like, discerning about anything. It's just, like, yeah, yeah they're, they're just... Sweet Child of Mine's playing on the radio. This is, uh, 
don't know what this is, but I like it. I don't know. This is a fucking yeah. annoying, snobby thing of me, but it is really funny when someone's just like, <laughs> just, just like yeah, listening just like, to 80s hits. Just like their favorite com- genre of music. Just, com- <laughs> just compiling a playlist for them where it's just like fucking a cardiac song, like a dissection song, a liturgy song like some prefab sprout some just like mainstream pop and they're just listening to it all the way through and they're like yeah i like this on each song <laughs> i think i think prefab sprout kind of has the same thing in england that steely dan do in america where your dads just like love it like dads in america love steely dan and I was looking for like chord walkthroughs for uh, prefab sprout songs. There's just like an old Irish guy on YouTube just being like, all right, this is a, this is the chords to Q fanfare. And he was just, (laughs) just walking through. It's like, and here's, this is a tricky chromatic run right here. You know, you, you drop down to a drop down to an A minor ninth right here. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's something I love when, uh, dads are just generally really passionate about yeah. certain bands even if the bands are terrible yeah fucking man i wish i had a dad so that he could be passionate about certain bands to me yeah see my dad my dad my my parents i i guess i should be careful what i wish for since i can never listen to the grateful dead because of how much my parents played the grateful dead for me when i was a kid like yeah. I, I think I've probably heard like every single Grateful Dead song like 500 times, and <laughs> I, I like if you name a Grateful Dead song, I'll probably be able to sing a huge chunk of it, even though I've never liked them and probably never will. <laughs> Tr- uh, do trucking. Uh, fuck! It's like trucking. Ah oh, man, fuck! I guess I'm, my memory is rustier than I remember. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got revenge. What? I got revenge. Someone's fucking practicing their scales upstairs straight up. Revenge for what? Is Spencer there? Yeah. Good. Yeah, that, revenge for you know what. I do not. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, most of our relationship is just both of us attempting to gaslight the other into, and it just like turns into a huge chain of gaslighting. Oh yeah, now no, I remember what what the revenge is for. Now oh, I really? remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Hmm. Good. I'm not going to tell you though. Yeah, I, I figure there's no point in us going over it after all. <sighs> oh man. Um Yeah, there should be you... a show instead of us going on like uh Love on the Spectrum or whatever, we should we should go on a show where it's about competitive gaslighting. Like <laughs> couples competitively trying to trying to be like you never wash the dishes or whatever just just competitively one upping each other until like one of them like convinces the other one that they've bought a house <laughs> or something like that <laughs> oh, god my 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 friends and i from high school we still like take turns just like gaslighting each other like 
There was like a year long stretch where every time I'd come over to one of their houses, they'd text me like, did you remember the batteries? And then they would just like, just keep asking me about the batteries over and over and over again. And it becomes a thing where it's like, even as you know that they're fucking with you, you start to wonder like, was there ever batteries at some point? Like, did, did this does this have any basis in reality? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I could never survive under those conditions. You could not survive with my circle of friends. We're fucking terrors to each other. I could I, I like them a lot, but I also just believe whatever someone tells me. <laughs> if it relates well, to me. One time we invited this this guy over to we invited one of them over and he hopped out of the car and then we walked over to him and we all were wearing surgical masks we got at the dollar store this was pre-covid mm -hmm. so it looked we looked horrifying just walked over to him with surgical masks and silly string and we all just blasted him with like entire cans of silly string oh my god just, <laughs> he just looked at us and he just had this like expression of a mix of just defeat and contempt. Like you could tell he was really angry, but he was also just like, just impressed. like, yeah, or not even impressed, but just resigned. Like, he, <laughs> like, all right. All right. Yeah. You could just go up to me and be like, I know about that guy you strangled behind the dumpster that one day. And I'd be like, Oh shit, someone found out. <laughs> yeah. Did that happen? Oh fuck, I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> They'd have to like tell me I made that up before I like stop. And even then, it's going to linger in the back of my mind for like decades. Yeah, I'm um, remind me to not not gaslight you. Except for okay. revenge for that one thing that you've done. I, I won't gaslight. I, I, I... <laughs> Aside from that one thing, I might gaslight you a little bit about that. But the rest, I won't. Okay, oh, Spencer, man. don't gaslight me except about that one thing. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> Look, I remember, I, I, I think like I, all of my contrarian opinions can be traced back to the fact that one time in uh like after school daycare which you know considering your stories about after school daycare this is going to be <laughs> fairly tame but um i i remember <laughs> i was like i was just hanging out with my friend the teacher like yanked me aside and sat me down and was like you are in serious trouble and i just started crying and i'm like what did i do it was like you know what you did you know what you did and like, I keep asking the teacher, like, seriously, what did I do? And they were like, you know what you did. And I had to fucking like tell, like, I had to like ask my dad, like my dad had to fucking go in and be like, what did my son do? And then it's like, he was attacking this box with crutches. <laughs> it's just not doing that. It's fucking insane. Just how like psychotic some teachers are. They're yeah. just allowed to like look after kids. Yeah, it's it's especially great when you're like on the spectrum of some sort. Yeah. And they're just like completely expecting you to know exactly what's up. Yeah.
like a solid like 50 percent of the things that i did um that i got in trouble for when i was a teenager i literally had like no idea why i was in trouble like not like I, yeah. I was just like the teachers were just pulling me aside and like you are being so disrespectful right now like what fuck i just remember this is really good one time uh my everyone in the cafeteria was like coughing as a prank but i didn't know it was a prank so the teachers like yelled at all of us and then i raised my head and said well coughing is contagious so why are we why is everyone getting mad at us <laughs> no nah, they were not happy about that but i just thought i was standing up for people yeah I, I think we've been chatting for about an hour. I hate to cut us off, but I've got to wrangle my fucking buddy into writing more songs with me. All right. All right. So, yeah, this has been, uh, this has been the Spencer podcast. Um, joining, join, thank, thank you, Angie, for joining me. <laughs> thank you for being in the zone with me. Yeah. Friendship. And, uh, friendship. 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 Friendship Bye, everyone.